All right, welcome back everybody to CMA Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. How is everybody doing today? I am here with the one and only Polish experiment, Krzysztof Szczynski. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, my man. I'm good. How are you? Excellent, man. It's great to talk to you again. I met you at UFC 93 in Dublin. And the seed was planted for me as a as a fight fan and as a future prospect to do boxing, jujitsu, and MMA, man. And um, that was a pretty awesome. that was a pretty successful trip to Europe for you guys. Yeah, yeah, that was Dan Henderson, right? That was uh, was that Dan Henderson? Yeah, that's Dad right. Uh, yeah, it was very good. Uh, good times. Uh, there's a lot of Polish. There's a huge Polish community in Dublin, so. Uh, I had a good time with some Polish food and watched a bunch of people get drunk. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that was a pretty successful time. So uh, Dan Henderson, he beat uh, Rich Franklin three rounds. Um, he went on then to fight uh, Michael Bisping at UFC. No, he didn't. He went on to coach the ultimate fighter against Michael Bisping and then uh, sent his jaw into outer space at UFC 100. There's a picture of me with my hands up like this and there's Dan knocking him out and jumping on top of him. It's a pretty cool picture, actually. Yeah, man, that was amazing. Um, so before, like, UFC 93, I had no fight experience. I was just a UFC fan. And I, I get to the fighter's hotel on the way to the weigh-ins. And my experience with meeting, like, celebrities, like, I'm a huge music fan, all about rock bands and heavy metal and all that. And my experience is if you don't have big boobs and bad intentions, they don't really want to talk to you very long. And I went to uh, I went to the the the, uh, the fighters hotel and I met all you guys. You fighters were there, and I just thought quick picture. But you guys were so accommodating and welcoming and forthcoming, and I was just like talking to you guys for like ten fifteen minutes at a time. You 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 put your apple down. I remember you were eating an apple, and you were like, "Yeah, sure, man, let's get a picture." And it was just it was so new for me, but like you know bald head muscles tattoos but one of the nicest guys i've ever met you know i think i think most people i I think most fighters have to be that like not have to be i think most fighters are nice i think i think we all we all take this as a job you know this isn't something that i do in my you know outside life i don't go on the streets and fighting people or anything like that i never did that before in my life you know this is this to me was a challenge a job and with it comes the reward of hanging out with people to like you for what you do in the octagon and um and i've had a come you know i've what nine fights in the ufc I've, I've traveled the world with the company i've done military tours for uh with you as, as a ufc fighter and things like that and i've met so many people and I'm, I'm forever grateful to have those kind of moments where out of the blue someone's gonna say hey christoph i remember you from from this fight or hey christoph i remember you from this movie or hey christoph i remember you from this it's it's, a, it's an amazing experience it's uh it's very different uh, than what you're you know what you're used to before uh but it was uh it's uh, yeah to this day i mean i mean i'm retired 10 years now more than 10 years almost and people still recognize me for my fights with stefan bonner for for some of the wars i've been in and the way i fought and kind of recognize me from some of the movies i've done so yeah it's it's, it's, a, it's a really cool feeling 
Amazing. Absolutely. That's so cool. My, my main memory from meeting you, obviously UFC 93, but from your fight career was the, the patience that you, you showed against Brian Stan when you had the Kimura from half guard. I'll never forget that because I'm like, why isn't this working? He's, he's being patient. He's being patient. You shuffled off to site control and then you got the Kimura. So it was beautiful, man. With Brian, when we trained, uh, we trained together uh, for his, for Dan Henderson's fight against, uh, I think it was Anderson Silva. Uh, we came up, we went up to Big Bear together. He brought him in to train. Um, so, you know, I knew that with Brian Stan, he's got heavy hands. Uh, his hands were a little bit better than me at that time. So I figured, okay, but I knew that my jiu-jitsu, just from our grappling sessions and our training sessions, uh, if I knew that if I can take him down, then I'm going to have an opportunity to win that fight. And um, yeah, I took my shot right away. I, I, I did, a, you know, I did. I dove in on his legs, took him to the cage, picked him up and slammed him. He had half guard. He kept me at half guard for a little while. I got that leg loose. Um, the Kimura is like by far my favorite position. It's the very first one I ever learned. It's one that I mastered at from all over the angles. So once I got it, I knew, I knew it was going to be over eventually. I just needed to get my foot out and finally got it free and it was in Montreal too, which is, you know, I'm Polish, but I was born in Poland, but I spent most of my life in Canada. So doing that in front of the Montreal fans, and I got the bonus for it as well. It was, it was a good vibe, man. It was a really good feeling. It was, a, it was an amazing experience. Absolutely. I just, I just remember watching it going, why isn't this working? He's got the arm. He's got it. He's got it. Why, why, why? And then I'm kind of not, I'm zoning out on the commentary. I like to turn down the commentary when I'm, when I'm watching fights and I just, you know, half guard and then you got it and i'm like wow that's really cool and i i no experience at that point i just from what i saw at ufc from seeing people like you and 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 just seeing how how fighting the mechanics the science of it all worked i started to educate yeah it's amazing how uh, passions come out you know what i mean like uh uh for me my my new passion is music you know and I, i've always always wanted to learn what it's like to you know produce a song and and, and play it out and you know, now since I've retired, I've for the last two years I've been I've been working really hard on my music production career. Uh, you know, signed with a label. I've have, I have uh, two songs signed with labels. I'm working on some more. Things are moving in the right direction. And it's all about passion. You're just finding something that you're passionate about. So for you, you were into music. You found BJJ, or sorry, you found MMA, and now this is like your biggest passion. And you moved on, and you're trying to build something from that. And for me now, I've 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 finished up my MMA thing. Now my second passion is music. Uh, and you know, here, here I am. I'm, I get next year. I'm, I'm hoping to get to travel and tour and and have a few um, few shows all around the world. So yeah, super exciting. Really cool, man. I follow your social media and your stories. You you were recently at a festival, and obviously, I I used to play music, but. I, I, anyone who knows me knows I go to two concerts a month posting all the time on Instagram and Facebook and then I see yours and I'm like the last year and a half has been complete silence when it comes to music for me so I'm like you motherfucker I, was yeah, like, I decided to I, I, you know I had COVID last year um, I have uh, certain, uh, sorry I've been vaccinated uh, I wanted to do all that so I can travel the world and then and I, I like every year I always go travel to, you know, festivals, festival hopping and things like that. And just, just meeting, meeting my favorite DJs and meeting my favorite artists so I can, um, so I can learn from them and even do like lessons. Like I, I went to the UK and I did a few lessons with some of my favorite DJs so they can teach me how to spin. And I, I got, I got the equipment in the back right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I always practice. So, um, so yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's my new passion. And I have just now, I just, I was in Europe for two months. 
did you know did, did, uh, did the UK tour did uh, the Prague did uh, Poland as well and stuff like that so you know during the summertime when Dubai is so hot I get to go out and get to expand a couple months and then just really enjoy life and enjoy my favorite thing in the world that's pretty cool and I wanted to actually touch on that as well is it not a huge culture shock for you to be in Dubai because you know going from the cold winters of Canada obviously Poland Europe is kind of like four seasons but how how is yeah. life adjusting to um, Canada uh, to Dubai well I've been in Canada, I've been to minus 50. I know what that feels like since uh, I lived in a city where it gets up to minus 50 with the wind chill and stuff like that, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Uh, and I also know now what it's like to be in plus 50 when you come to Dubai because right now uh, the temperature today is uh, 39 degrees and it's cooling off finally. So last month was brutal. It's been in the high 50s, I mean in the mid 50s and the low 50s most of the time with the, hu- with the humidity. So for me, you know, going outside in this heat, is, is there's, there's no chance that... Uh, I'll sweat up pretty quickly. So it's definitely um, definitely a little tougher in the summertime with the heat because I'm, I'm a big boy. I'm over 100 kgs and, and I like, you know, tend to sweat quite a bit from the humidity and stuff like that. But as far as like the culture shock, uh, to be honest with you, Dubai is very, very like Americanized or Westernized, whatever the word is. Um, a, lot of, a lot of stuff here is kind of like what's happening in the UK. Uh, they set up things the same way. Um, this is a working city, so I would say about 85% of the people in this country are expats. They're all here to work. So you get all colors of the rainbow, which is beautiful. You go outside and you walk and you hear every single language in the world. You know, you're trying to make it out who's from where and everybody you meet is of different color or different race or different religion. And the cool thing is it's a hub where everybody comes together and just is, is, is loving. And um, everybody's really cool with each other. Everybody's kind. I haven't, uh, aside from Canada, which which I believe is some of the, you know, I've, I've met some of the nicest people in the world in Canada because it's, it's so diverse in culture. This is by far the, the, the best place outside of that where the culture is so diverse. There's so many different people and everybody's really welcoming and open and you're making friends with everybody. You know, it's definitely a, a pish posh world as well, you know, where there's a lot of high class people here and there's a lot of money here and things like that. You can definitely kind of, uh, drown you with that stuff if you're not careful because uh, money can be spent here very easily and very quickly. But if you got a good head on your shoulders and you surround yourself with good people, it's, it's an amazing place to live. It's my fourth year here. I'm enjoying it very much. I was with UFC gym. Uh, I just, like I said, I just kind of quit with that and just focused on opening up my own little business, which is music production. And on top of that, putting events on in the city uh, with the kind of music that I like. And uh, yeah, just getting it started. Uh, things are looking great. I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing. I, I really enjoy this city aside from the heat. Um, and yeah, that's a, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place. I would strongly recommend anybody who ever has a chance to come to Dubai. Don't think it's a place where, you know I mean? What you hear about, you know, what you hear about from others and things like that. You really have to experience it for yourself. And it's really, really Westernized. It's very, very free and open. Sweet man, I'm I'm glad you're doing well. That's really cool. As a as a huge fan, and people who I know you are huge fans. You know, obviously we want the best for uh, people that we've looked up to in your fighting career and continue to look up to as a as a as a person who used to fight and all of that kind of stuff. Are you training now? Are you still doing training? You're hitting pads today, yeah, right? So, yeah. So I don't, to be honest with you, um, I I have so many injuries, so. You know, the, the, the sport of MMA was an amazing sport. It opened up the world uh, for me to do the things I wanted to do, but also definitely destroyed my body a little bit. Uh, you know, I have you know, I had 12 surgeries. I had nine knee surgeries. I do need uh, both my knees replaced eventually. 
Um, so as far as like real hard training uh, on my own, as far as MMA goes, I really don't do that anymore. I'm a big fan of the sport still. I watch every event I can. I, I am a color commentator for KSW. Yeah. I do the English broadcast for KSW, which is that, you know, a Polish organization, which I would, I would consider probably the second or third best, biggest in the world outside of uh, UFC, obviously. Um, so, yeah, just, just having fun. I get to travel the world. I, I get to train. I get to train some amateur students um, on the side sometimes. I do, I'll, you know, I'll do a little PT here and there just because I like it. I've always been doing that kind of stuff. Um, but it's not my main focus. I just stay in shape for myself. Uh, I want to look good. I want to go to the beach. I want to hang out. I want to. I want to have a good life. Um, so yeah. So I, I eat well, and, I, and I'm, I'm still keeping shape. That's great to hear, man. That's really cool. I'm the head boxing coach and partner at the gym in Switzerland, where where we operate out of. That's what this podcast is in association with. And you know, when I when I when I push my guys in the direction of people that I think they should pay attention to. Like you're never going to see me pushing in the direction of John Jones or anything like that. Um, but my, my guys are sick of hearing me talk about UFC 93, who I met, how it was like, their career before meeting them, seeing them after, and just the fact that I sent you a message on social media and you just came on this so, podcast. Here's my question for you then. How did you get into like coaching and stuff like that? What was your journey like? As you're saying, at UFC 93, you didn't know anything about MMA. So how did you get into, obviously, you know, taking classes and learning and developing your skill sets? How did you, how did you become a coach? So it's, it's really, how would you put this? It's a really kind of like many, many variables. It all just kind of aligned in one goal. Uh, I knew about UFC uh, 2004, 2005. I seen it on TV. I tune in and watch the pay-per-views. It came to Belfast and I missed that episode, I missed that pay-per-view, but UFC 93 happened and I was working security in a nightclub with no fight experience and one of my head, one of the head doormen became a, a recently graduated purple belt and opened a school. I learned how to do an armbar and a triangle. He then got a job in a second gym and it was an MMA gym, but I had no boxing, boxing experience. I started to box. I started to get good at it quickly because all I did was sparring. I never did any classes. Um, so when I incorporated overhand rights to takedowns, I started to get involved more and more with MMA. And between 2010 and 2012, it was my most active period of time. I moved to Switzerland in 2012 and I just fought periodically. I didn't really fight, but I trained a lot. Um, I'm 37 now, so I decided it's probably not a good idea to make a run at, at more fights, professional fights or anything like that. Um, but I got involved with the right guys here in Switzerland, and there was a, an opportunity to get involved in the gym. And I just, uh, four years ago, fell in love with coaching, and I've been doing it ever since. So now I'm a partner at the gym. There was an opportunity to buy in, and now, I, now I'm a 50% owner of a gym. Isn't it funny how one little event or something like that triggers a new journey, completely something different than what you were supposed to do or something like that? Yeah, I wanted to That's be a beautiful thing. Same way, same way we're me, man. I met someone, show me a, show me a Kimura, and I was like, hey, I want to learn this. I'm 25. I'm 25 years old. I'm in a BJJ class. Next thing you know, six years later, I'm fighting in the UFC. Yeah, it was, it was a story that I never, never would ever think I would ever be in position to, to be in, and yet it happened. It's, a, it's an amazing. Now, same thing with this music journey, right? I meet someone teaches me how to make music, gives me some lessons. Next thing he tells me, hey, I think you have something here. 
you can do something with it. And next thing you know, I'm producing music. I'm sending it to high level producers, and they're listening to it. They're, they're you know, they're, they're buying it and going to be playing it on festivals. So yeah, I know, super man. So it's an amazing, amazing journey. Yeah, man, that's the riding the wave style of life. You know, it's just all the variables. Just just go with it and see where it takes you. Because I wanted to be a rock star on stage in front of fifty thousand people playing the drums. Um, my path took different turns. I was a fighter, an MMA fighter. I went to a boxer. Now I'm a coach. Now I'm a gym owner, and it's just like, all right, what's next? You're the you're the rock star in your gym. You have all the heads looking at you when you're teaching classes. The same thing. It's just a different journey. Absolutely. That's it, man. I won't take too much more of your time, man. I really appreciate everything. Um, I sent you a message on social media. You reached out back and you said, yeah, let's do it. It's really, really cool of you. Um, have you any last words or advice for any of my guys who want to fight? No, I guess my, my word of advice is uh, live your life with no regrets and no what if moments. So for me, I've always, uh, I've always said this to myself. If I am taking a breath for the last time on this, on this, on this amazing universe, in this amazing universe, am I going to have any regrets or am I going to have any what if moments? And so uh, I live my life by those two rules, no regrets and no what if moments. I accept everything and I try everything I can. And uh, if you live your life like that, it'll be an amazing, amazing journey. That's why I'm a fan of you. <laughs> I appreciate amazing. it. Amazing. Man, thank you very much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to CMA Podcast, another great episode with the former UFC vet, Christoph Szczynski. Um, follow us on social media at City Martial Arts. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Give me some feedback, thumbs up or thumbs down. I don't care. Just hit me with something. Christoph, thank you again, my man. My pleasure, Dave. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Awesome. Take care, Take care brother.